right, here it is, another episode of Infinite Banter. I'm Mark Jolliffe. Thank you for checking out the show. Big up to my man DJ Real One, who was on the episode last week, and I thank all you guys for checking it out. Hopefully you guys have heard his music, went on that Bandcamp website and purchased the album and heard the songs. If you haven't noticed, the songs that play at the beginning play at the end of this podcast. That's Those are his, and they're on that album. So for those of you who want to hear more than 20 seconds and want to hear my voice over it and don't want to hear the executive producer all up on the record, dancing in the video, come to Bandcamp. So just go check them out, djreal1.bandcamp.com, Lost Gems. It's the name of the album and the two songs you hear at the beginning and my intro, my outro, those are real ones. So big up to him and I appreciate him letting me use those Lost Gems and putting them in the podcast here. Before I get into what we're going to talk about in the show, I do want to point out that I will not talk about Avengers Endgame. I have yet to see it. It's Friday. What I was going to do, I was going to see it. And then record the podcast and give a review on it. But I think the problem is a lot of people aren't going to see it just yet. And I'm going to hold off and watch it this weekend. And by next weekend, I'll put a review out. And my assumption is that most of you have seen it by then. And I don't have to worry about too much spoiler stuff. So I'm going to do a, a service to the people who haven't seen it. We'll worry about it next week. Just go see it. Check it out. I'm sure it's good. Everything I've heard is great about it. So I'm making an executive decision. Um... Did I just reference a 90s movie? <laughs> I'm making an executive decision that I am not going to talk about Endgame here um, or talk about executive decision, but maybe I should. I, I remember that movie being pretty bad. I think the best part of that movie was that Steven Seagal dies within like the first 10 minutes of the movie because I don't like him. I can't stand that dude. And I remember when I was watching it, I was like, oh, this guy's in this. And as soon as he died, I'm like, you know what? I'm on board. Good, good, good. I can watch Kurt Russell and Halle Berry for another 90 minutes. Just get Steven Seagal the hell out of my movie. So, uh, <laughs> all right, we're not going to talk about Avengers this week. Wait till next week, we'll do that. But uh, before we get going, I want to talk about Walker Stalker. I got to talk with Kirk Acevedo, Eugene Clark, and Jason Moore. And I'm going to play those interviews here. But before we get going, as always, my man DMC, can you make this official? Yo, yo, what's up? This is me, DMC, the K-I-N-G, the greatest MC in history. And right now, you're listening to Infinite Banter, because we will banter on forever, because this is the only place for all of y'all to ever be. I be Infinite Banter. And remember to catch the show, Infinite Banter. You can check me out on podcast.com. I'm also on Podbean, Mixcloud, SoundCloud, Google Play. If you want to follow the show on Twitter, at Infinite Banter, you can follow me, DJ Soundwave75. On Instagram, DJ Soundwave75 as well. Facebook page is at Infinite Banter. And uh, if you can't remember where I'm saying you can find the show, if you just follow me on one of those social media platforms, I'm constantly, constantly putting up where you can hear the show, tweeting about it, posting about it, gramming about it. There's links, there's all that stuff in there. This past week, I've gone really hard on promoting it because I'm trying to help my guy, DJ Real One, promote his album, get that album out there. So you need to hear this stuff. It's really good. Just follow me. You'll hear the show, but podcast.com, uh, Mixcloud, Soundcloud, all those places, the show will always be there. So definitely appreciate everybody who's checked out the show, subscribed, giving me feedback. Appreciate every one of you. So yeah, I went to Walker Stalker slash Fan Fest last weekend. Uh, that's a Walking Dead convention. It's also a convention that has actors and actresses from shows on the CW, like Arrow and Flash, Legends of Tomorrow. Lots of different actors from different uh, shows. There's some Gotham actors there. And speaking of Gotham, real quick, I do want to say I saw Gotham last night. That one, 
I'm, I guess I'm going to spoil it for those who haven't seen it yet. Last night was the last episode of the series. They finally revealed Batman on the show. So that's really cool. Uh, it was a big buildup for all these years. I want to say it was five seasons. I kind of wavered on the show the last couple of years. I haven't had the same interest I did when it first came out for Gotham, as I like to call it. The show just really, it was really good. But after a while, I got to a point where I was like, why does anybody stay in this town? This town sucks. Everything's terrible. Why does Jim Gordon stay? Does he even get paid? Everything's dark. There's no sun. Everything's bad. Everyone's corrupt. Nobody has any money. Nobody has any future. It's just total chaos, mass confusion. Shout out to EPMD. It's just nonsense everywhere. And I don't know why anybody stays there. But I did watch it. I did like it. And uh, last night's episode was pretty cool. It's it it a lot better than, and I never watched Smallville except for the very last episode because I wanted to see him finally wear a Superman outfit. And uh, it was kind of a bummer. It just was a very big letdown. So at least with Gotham, we got to see Batman. We got to see him in the suit. It's not the same actor who played Bruce Wayne all these years on the show because it's 10 years later. And he comes back and it looked pretty cool. I wish we got more Batman in it, but it was some really cool stuff with Joker and Penguin and Riddler, uh, Catwoman, different actors playing her as well. A lot of cool stuff in there. So uh, if you haven't checked it out, even if you haven't watched any of the seasons or any of the episodes leading up to it, go watch the last one. You don't even have to really know what's happening in it. But it's really good. I really like how they did that. And I saw there's a there was a trailer for some show called Pennyworth, which is about, at first I'm thinking like It. No, no, it's about Alfred uh, way back when. And uh, I'm going to give that one a pass. I'm not interested. I don't think I care about knowing about Alfred back when he was 30-something years old. I'm, I'm probably not going to watch it. I think it's on Epics or something. I, I'm good. I'm not going to watch it. But uh, Gotham was pretty cool. Nice to see him in the Batman outfit finally. So as I mentioned, last weekend was at Walker Stalker. Had a great time there. I've been to all of them in the last five or six years. I'm trying to remember the first year I went. I think it was 2014. Um, they've had it at different venues, mostly out in Rosemont, which is just outside Chicago. I know one year they had it at Navy Pier, but it's always been good, always been great to go to. And uh, over the years, got to meet and talk to different actors and such. But this is the first time I had a podcast to promote. I wanted to get a couple people to maybe come on and talk for a few minutes. And luckily, a couple of them said yes. So uh, let's first start off with Kirk Acevedo. A lot of you know him on Arrow. He plays Diaz. Uh, I'm a big fan of Oz, and he was great on Oz. He was, uh, I guess he was a good guy slash bad guy. It's hard to say what you could call his character on there, but he was really good on Oz. Uh, he did have a bit part in Walking Dead. Some of you might remember he's in the uh, season four mid-season finale when the governor rolls up on the prison. He's the guy in the tank. He's played in so many other things. I mean, Band of Brothers, you name it. He's always really good as a, as a bad guy. He has that, that real feel to him. So let's go to him first. Uh, I talked to him for a couple minutes about his role on Oz and Arrow and Walking Dead, and he was really funny and really cool. So go ahead and check it out. Here it is, Kirk Acevedo from Walker Stalker Con last week. All right, it's Mark Joff with the Infinite Banter Podcast, and I'm here with Kirk Acevedo. How you doing, Kirk? I'm doing doing well. Now, what's it like playing Diaz on Arrow, one of the greater villains they've had? Uh, playing Diaz, listen, it's way more entertaining than playing a, a good guy or a hero. They're one-dimensional. The villain, you know, if I'm having a bad day, I could just take it out on the actors and they'll never know because I'm in character. So, yeah, a lot of fun playing the villain. 
and I'm a big fan of Oz, so for me, it took me back seeing you in prison once again, although this character is a lot more ruthless. Well, I don't know. Your character in Oz is pretty ruthless, too, but... I was a good guy on Oz. He had a heart of gold. I was the, the, more, the most redeeming character on, on Oz. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, listen, Oz is literally iconic. It's the first one-hour cable show ever. Before Sopranos, before Sex in the City, yeah. before Breaking Bad, before Showtime, AMC, USA, TNT, Hulu, <laughs> Netflix, the first ever. Right. Yeah. That's got me hooked, and that got me into The Wire and other TV shows as well. Yeah. And you had a bit part in Walking Dead, too. You had that great line in the tank, we got what you want. You know? yeah, I only did two episodes for those, for those <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> But it's memorable. Everybody remembers that part. Yeah. Um, my favorite line is, time for you to leave, assholes. That was my favorite line. <laughs> Anything you got from that show that you still have? Like like something from the tank? Yeah. No. No. You ever keep stuff from the shows you work on or any movies? Artifacts from them? I got my jump boots from Banner Brothers. That's it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Those were custom made for all of us. Okay. Yeah. And what can we see you in next? In the process of deciding between two different projects. I don't know yet. Okay. I don't know if I'm going to do either one or none of them. Because okay. none of them excite me. So, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you joining me for the Infinite Banter Podcast. Kirk Acevedo, one of the best villains on Arrow and uh, TV in general. You should have said the best villain. The best. Fucked up. I, I totally messed up. You're going to take what I got now. That's hug up play with you. <laughs> Big up, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, man. So that was Kirk Acevedo from the Walker Stalker Con last week, and I appreciate his time and talking with me here. Uh, the next one, I got to talk to Eugene A. Clark. Everybody knows him from Land of the Dead, the George Romero movie. He plays the the one zombie that kind of has a sense that things are things are different, and he's like the one that kind of has a feeling that he can do something different than just be you know typical zombie. So he kind of leads the herd onto the land there. So he's really good in that role, and he's always going to be remembered for that. He's done a bunch of other things, too, and, you know, we'll just hear what he says about him. So here's Eugene Clark from Walker Stalker last week. All right, it's Mark Joff with the Infinite Banter Podcast, and I'm standing next to Eugene Clark. You all know him from Land of the Dead. How you doing, Eugene? Cool. How you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. So talk about uh, this role. Everybody knows you from Land of the Dead. What was it like playing that role and being in a George Romero movie? It was great. It was a lot of hard work. Uh, it was freezing. <laughs> but it was, it was worth it. And talk about the makeup. That's always a big deal. We're seeing pictures here of the makeup you had on and everything. Yeah, it took about three hours to put on. If I had a busy day, it was three hours on, three hours off. Okay. They used uh, surgical adhesive to adhere to my face. So they had to have a special, um, um, I don't know what it was, but special ingredients to take it off or else my face would rip off. <laughs> uh, there's, there's a guy named... Um, Gino Cragnali applied the makeup, and uh, one day there was an assistant taking it off, and he was doing it too fast. It's like, no, you have to slow down. How familiar were you with George Romero's work and the zombie genre before you not, ended up doing it? Not at all. Not at all? Not at all. <laughs> I saw you also played college football and uh, were drafted by the Steelers. What was it like being a football player, and how did that help you with this role at all? Um, I was an actor four years before playing football. Oh, really? So. Uh, that had nothing to do with it, didn't help it at all. Okay. Uh, I mean, the only, if anything, because of Hell Week and all the things we went through to play ball, uh, you could withstand the, the pain that was associated with it. Right. But other than that, um, nothing. 
Are you a football fan now? Do you watch guard play or anything like that when you watch NFL, if you do at all? I, I only watch the Super Bowl. Okay. And uh, I usually don't have time <laughs> to watch. Occasionally, I'll watch some collegiate ball. I mean, of course, uh, I watch UCLA, USC. Okay. Because I went to UCLA. Um, but usually, I'm really too busy. Uh, now, sometimes in the hotel, I enjoy turning it on just to sort of get me, get me hyped. Um, but in terms of being able to sit and watch a full game, I, I don't have time. And besides being an actor, I see you have CDs here. Talk about your music. I sing, yeah, um, um, iTunes, and I've noticed some of the other streaming networks, or whatever you call them on the internet now. Okay, I'm older than you, I know it's not networks. <laughs> no, so I, I'm in my 40s, heart. so you know, I know what you're um, talking about. <laughs> um, yeah, if you go to iTunes and some of the others, I have uh, a CD called um, uh, Eugene Clark's Love Letters, and then I have one called uh, um, How Great Thou Art, a gospel, then I have Eugene Clark Wide Jam. I, I, I write, I sing. I also was in, I played Mufasa in The Lion King uh, up in Toronto in, in the early 2000s. Multi-talented Eugene Clark. I appreciate you joining me on the podcast. Anything else you want to plug while you're here? Uh, there's a made-for-TV movie called um, um, You Brought the Sunshine. It's uh, about the Clark sisters, a gospel group out of uh, Detroit. That should be coming up soon. <laughs> okay. I appreciate everything. Eugene Clark, Big Daddy from George Romero's Land of the Dead. Thank you and so much. for those much. of you who say, have you been to anything else other than Land of the Dead, of go course. to www.imdb.com, uh, type in my name, Eugene Clark, and you, you can see I have about 128 different productions that I've been in. I saw Twilight Zone was on there. Twilight was on there. That's right. See, and they're bringing that back. So maybe we'll see Eugene back in it, right? Well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Pleasure meeting you, man. Thank, Thank you so much. That was Eugene A. Clark from Land of the Dead talking about stuff he's done in the past, specifically Land of the Dead, and uh, really cool talking to him at Walker Stalker Con. Third person I got to speak to was Jason Moore. He was really cool, really nice guy. Uh, gave some really good input and answers on some of the questions I asked him. Uh, some of you might be wondering, who is Jason Moore? Well, he's most known for the Punisher Netflix TV series. He plays Curtis Hoyle. And he's kind of like that moral compass of the show. He's the guy in between Frank Castle and Billy, a.k.a. Jigsaw. So he's kind of the in-between, kind of keeping those two guys, you know, trying to keep them both in line, trying to keep them on the straight and narrow. And, of course, you know, if you've seen the show, they have their own idea on what the right path is. Talk to him about that show. And, you know, I was a big fan of all the Netflix shows, specifically Punisher and Daredevil. And I was really sad to see if those shows are no longer going to be on. Hopefully, they come back in some capacity, but I'd love to see the actors reprise their roles as the ones they've played on those shows. But here's Jason Moore from Walker Stalker Con on Infinite Banter. All right, I'm here with Jason Moore at the Walking Dead convention and Jason Moore from The Punisher Show. Glad to meet you, man. Thanks oh, for coming on. What's up, man? It's good to be here. Appreciate it. The jacket, first of all, that jacket is something, dude. Oh, yo, y'all can't see it, but it is something. <laughs> I wish I could see it. No, it's a pretty good thing. <laughs> Being a big fan of Punisher, it's like you are the moral compass of that show. You're always in the middle trying to keep Frank online and, and Jigsaw and everything. What was that like playing that character? It was it was it was dope. So it was like it's like of course I wanted to be the badass. You know, I want the Curtis to at least show that side of him. Because you know he is a former Marine, you know, so right. well you're always a Marine, but anyway. Um <laughs> But he was he was the guy that 
put the bad the the badasses together. So the badasses needed him. The badasses came to Curtis, right? And that was the beauty. That was like right. the, the best part of like playing Curtis was like, right? Yeah, the punish is the punisher, but the punisher still need to come to Curtis for that guidance, that brotherhood. Right. And so it was really important for for Curtis to be there for them. Even Billy, you know, even though Billy betrayed us, you know, it was still important for Curtis to be there for them. So yeah, I I, I dug that approach to uh. Role. It was like Curtis saw the good in both of those guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Curtis definitely saw the, the good in both of them and, and wanted to bring that out more than anything else. But that's part of him filtering through that PTSD that right. they're all suffering is a big theme of the, the show and, and, and getting them to be like a real a healed person, uh, uh, a, a better person, um, even though they're suffering. Did you get a lot of feedback from military people, you know, with the role you're playing? Like, people like, oh, I can see myself through your character, you know, having the one leg and everything. Yeah, one thing that was special about it is that, you know, um, military people, vets, they showed their appreciation for the role. And then that made it, that made it work for me. You know, I'm glad I was able to do it justice for them. And we didn't cut any corners. And I took a real approach in terms of creating uh, Curtis Hoyle for myself. And, and one thing I like to mention is that in the group sessions, those are all vets. They were all real vets. So I, always, I got to, I got, I was really close to the real deal. And so they got to fill me in on things. We got to talk about it. And so there was that direct connection. Right. And a lot of us fans are, of course, disappointed with the Netflix. You know, Punisher is no longer going to be back. Any idea if you could do something with Punisher? Was it a movies or anything? Or listen, I don't know what they're going to do with it. <laughs> Dudes in suits and boardrooms make the decisions. And, right, right. And Punisher is just the latest casualty in corporate wars, man. So I don't know what they're going to do. They don't fill us in until the last minute. Right. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, for the fans, which I am a fan, too, of the show right. and Marvel uh, um, intellectual properties, I want to see it again, right. just like everyone else. So hopefully they make a move and they get us all together again to, to bring bring the season three together. All right, Jason, so who is your favorite character of all time, superhero-wise? Oh, man, it's it's the Hulk. It's the Incredible Hulk because, you know, he gets stronger as he gets angrier. And, I mean, I always wanted to do that. So it's like, so you don't do that in real life? No, I, I mean, I wish, <laughs> but I can't. I don't get stronger. In fact, I get stupider and weaker if I get angrier, right? I can relate. I can relate. <laughs> right, right. But, yeah, if I can if I can be the Hulk, that, that'd be, that'd be the, an awesome thing. And, yeah, that's always been... Uh, my favorite ones, even since Lou Ferrigno. I was a little kid watching Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. Turned to like, I was like, yo, come on, all right. Yeah, Lou Ferrigno pulled they, it off. Big they time. need to remake it, and that's what I, that's how they need to do it. They need to do it, and they need to they need to show that off because they haven't done it. Right. And all of the Hulks. It's always been CGI. Yeah, it's always been CGI, but they never, they never, they never really explored much of that. Right. And I'm still waiting for that to happen. So Avengers, I want to see if it happens in the Avengers. That would be great. Endgame. Where he takes on Thanos and he just gets angrier, and because you know his boys is gone, some of his boys is gone, and then he just he's able to catch Rex. So Makes me like, want to bulk up and then put I, some green makeup on. Yeah, yeah. man, like <laughs> yeah, it's one of my favorite dog. It's like it's because it, the dude grows, gets yeah. stronger. It's like everything as a kid you want to do, right? It should be unstoppable. It should be unstoppable. Yeah. And before I go, just tell me what you're working on. What can people see Jason Moore doing next? Yeah, so I got uh, Honor Among Thieves coming out. Uh, which is a film that I'm starring in and I okay. EP on that one and uh, that's in post-production now so that one's going to be coming up and I got some other stuff I can't talk about okay. yet we'll watch stay out for it stay tuned yeah watch out for it uh, some things should be hitting the trade soon okay uh, man I really appreciate you coming on the podcast nah no problem man thanks for having me appreciate it thank you so much that was Jason Moore 
from Walker StalkerCon. Like I said, really cool talking to him and everybody else. Uh, Jason Moore specifically, I got to take a picture with him, and uh, him and my girlfriend were in the picture together. And it was really awesome. Posted it on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and all that stuff. So I'll probably post it again when I post this podcast and tag all the actors in it so you guys can follow them as well. Kirk Acevedo, Eugene A. Clark, and Jason Moore. So big, big up to all three of those guys for giving me their time and talking to me and giving you the content so I can bring it to the podcast here. Also want to talk about, um, we had a couple of uh, anniversaries. I like to talk about an album or music. You know, last week I obviously talked about the DJ Real One album. And I've talked about albums that had anniversaries in the past, like Hard to Earn, from Gangstar, De La Souls, Three Feet High and Rising. And speaking of Gangstar, Guru, uh, his passing date had uh, come up about a week ago. He had passed on on April 19th, 2010. And then, of course, a couple of days later, three years since Prince had passed, which would have been the 21st, and that was on Easter Day. So a couple big losses uh, thankfully for me, I've got to see both of them in concerts, kind of reminiscing about Guru and, and Prince and uh, seeing them in concert, playing a little bit of their music during the week, just to kind of remember how big of an impact they had on me and many of us uh, musically. So uh, yeah, definitely, definitely thinking about those two guys. And also music-wise, uh, there were a couple of big albums that had some anniversaries. Uh, the first one, which is, if this is not the best hip-hop album ever made, it's definitely top three I mean maybe you could say it's top five if you're not really feeling it as high as maybe some other ones I don't really have a top album I I would have to really think about it and it probably changes every now and then I mean my go-to is always Public Enemies it takes a nation of millions to hold us back their second album from 88 but Nas Illmatic just celebrated its 25th anniversary and that album dropped in 1994 on April 21st. It's, it's the perfect album. The production is so great because you have some of the best producers of all time on that album. And it's a lot of people hold Nas to that standard and he could never live up to Illmatic ever again because a lot of the people who like that album feel like that's it. He can never, the bar was set too high. He can never do that again. I would disagree because Nas has done some phenomenal music since then and still does. If you've never seen Nas perform Illmatic, from the Kennedy Center a few years ago with the National Symphony Orchestra. You really got to check it out. I think it's on YouTube still, but I remember PBS was playing it, and I watched it numerous times. It is so great. I mean, as good as that album is already on its own, to have it play with a an orchestra, it just takes it to that next level. Man, I just I just love Illmatic. I might actually, when I'm done with this, I might just go play Illmatic because it's that good. It's really short. I think it's only like 10 songs. It's really quick. But I love that album. I could play it backwards and forwards. Every There's no skipping. There's no picking up the needle. There's no fast forward. That's just an album you play it and you leave it on. One of the all-time greats. So uh, 25 years, happy anniversary to Nas, Illmatic. And then another album I wanted to bring up, I'm a huge Beastie Boy fan, and their album Check Your Head was also dropped on uh, the 21st in 1992. So it's a little older than Illmatic by a couple years. So that was 27 years now for that album. And the reason I wanted to bring that one up was because I remember when I first bought it, I wanted to take the cassette because I bought it on a cassette tape and throw it against the wall because I was so, uh, so angry about it because at the time I was expecting something else. And if anybody who knows that album, they kind of switched it a little bit. They were playing instruments. It's not every song is a hip hop record. A lot of it is just instrumentals and them playing music and 
it just kind of threw me off because I wasn't expecting that. The first single was past the mic and they're coming hard on that one and, and it really caught my attention. I'm like, man, these dudes are coming back. They're doing that old school hip hop flavor and they're, they're really bringing back that old 80s vibe with like a newer sound. And so I was excited and that's a song that got me hyped for that record. And you got to remember, they haven't made an album in three years, so it was a long wait. You're like, what are these dudes going to be doing now? And they finally dropped it, and I just heard it, and I'm just like, what? what is this? Like, what am I listening to? That being said, I'm trying to say like a point of view thing. It took me some little bit of time to warm up to the idea of what they were doing. And after hearing it a couple times, and of course, some of the best songs they ever made are on that record, So What You Want, like I said, Pass the Mic is on there. Gratitude's another record a lot of people like. Um, but yeah, it just took me a little bit. Professor Booty, which is one of my all-time sleeper songs by them. Uh, MCA disses uh, third base on that one. If you check out his lyric, it's on the. I remember I had the cassettes on the second side towards the end. But uh, yeah, uh, big up for Check Your Head, uh, an album that at first listen I did not like it. I borderline was disappointed and kind of upset about it. But as I heard it a couple times, it started to warm up to the idea that they're not the licensed ill guys anymore, they're not the Paul's Boutique guys anymore, that they just change up the game a little bit every time they come out with something, I started to realize how good this album was. And then, of course, the next one, Ill Communication, is like a fine-tuned, better version of Check Your Head. So uh, big up anniversaries to Nas, Illmatic, BC Boys, Check Your Head, and we're definitely having our thoughts, remembering about Guru, Rest in Peace, and Prince, one of the all-time greats. Um, I just remember I saw Prince perform in uh, 2004, and it was one of the best concerts I'd ever seen in my life. And that dude, uh, he really brought it. And one of these days, I got to get out to Minneapolis. I want to check out Paisley Park, check out his his version of Graceland and see everything there. And I think they still do tours of it. I definitely want to check that out and see what it's like to to be in that building, that, that home that he had where all that music and everything was there and probably still is intact from when he passed on. So go check out Check Your Head if you don't have it reminisce about Illmatic go check out that orchestra version that one is really really the National Symphony Orchestra that one is classic I'm telling you you'll have a greater appreciation for Illmatic and Nas I don't know how many MCs could rock with a orchestra there's not that many that can do it like he did and he killed it so my guy Tony O.T who you heard on the podcast a few weeks ago, and I've known him since high school. Um, he has that show, Tonio TV, on public access here in the Chicago uh, Northwest Suburbs area, Channel 19, Channel 35, Saturday nights at 9. If you guys are able to tune in, check him out, TonioTV.com. He's a fan of Keanu Reeves. I'm not. And I think he knows that sometimes when he brings up Keanu Reeves to me, kind of gets under my skin because there's guys like him, Brendan Fraser, Ryan Reynolds. I don't like those dudes. Whenever I see them in a movie, it makes me not want to watch it. He was telling me that there's another John Wick movie. Was it a year ago, maybe, that I heard a commercial for John Wick 2, which at the time I'm like, why Why is there a part two? I didn't even know it was a John Wick 1. What the heck is John Wick? And I remember I heard you know, the trailer for it. I'm starting to think that I'm back. And I remember posting online, like, who cares about John Wick? I don't care that he's back. I didn't even know he was here. Somebody's like, you got to give it a chance. You got to watch it. So I remember one time after SmackDown on USA at, played right after it and people are bugging me like just leave it on just don't change a channel just watch it it's okay whatever it's it's an action movie and there's some stuff in it that's interesting but I'm just not a fan of that dude and I just and I saw that the name of the new one is called a Parabellum uh what para para what I don't even think Keanu Reeves even know what Parabellum even means and the fact that there's another John Wick movie it's like I why are they still making these things 
there's so many movies coming out that I put John Wick in there with the Fast and Furious movies. I have never seen an entire Fast and Furious movie. I've seen bits and pieces here and there. And I saw there's a trailer for, was it called Calvin and Hobbes or Hobbes and Skaggs or Knobs or Skaggs? I don't know what it's called. Uh, Nasty Boys reference there. Uh, and it looks terrible. It looks it looks awful. I just see the British Bruce Willis guy and The Rock, and then I saw Roman Reigns in the commercial. I'm just like, what is this? Is this a Fast and the Furious movie? Like, I just will never watch this crap. It's all the same to me. And with John Wick, whoa, what? I just don't like Keanu. It took me forever to watch The Matrix. I mean, I remember it came out. Everyone's like, you got to see it. You got to see it. I'm like, dude, I don't like Keanu. I'm never going to watch it. I did notice Lawrence Fishburne's in this John Wick trailer that I saw for Para, uh, Parabellum. What? I remember when I saw The Matrix, it, to me, it jumped the shark the minute. I don't remember if it's Lawrence Fishburne's character jumps from like a rooftop or something. He's like, whoa. And I was like, really, dude? You're still, you're still doing the same acting. Like, you haven't evolved at all. You haven't taken any acting classes. You're just, well, what? Don't go over 60 miles an hour, what? So I, I, I'm not a fan of that dude. Everyone keeps telling me to watch John Wick. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to watch Fast and the Furious. And also, I'll even add this. I've never seen Game of Thrones. And I keep seeing posts about Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones. It's probably the same people who are sick of hearing about Walking Dead. I'm on the other side of the Game of Thrones thing. I don't care. I've never seen it. I don't like barbarians and dirty knights and midgets and goblins and ghouls or whatever that I just it doesn't do anything for me but I know there's a part of me that's probably thinking if I can get past that and give it a chance I probably would like it but then there's also a part of me that wants to be that guy that's like you know what I don't like it I never seen it I don't want to be part of your guys little like you know everybody likes everybody sees it I like being on the outside so I probably will never watch it I probably won't I've never seen Lord of the Rings I've never seen Harry Potter because I just don't like all that that wizard crap, all the dirty barbarian knights and maidens and all that stuff. I just don't like it. I'll never go to Renaissance Fair. I don't care about any of that stuff. It does nothing for me. All that old English talk. Only old English I like is beer. I'm just not into that stuff. So I guess I'm just ranting right now. Uh, John Wick 3, per, per, per what? I'm not going to watch that. I'm not going to watch Kelvin and Hobbes or whatever that movie's called. I'm not going to watch any of this stuff. So I'm not going to talk about it on here. You guys want to watch it? You want to hit me back and try to get me to watch it? You could try. Uh, you're going to have to really convince me to see these crappy movies. Maybe because I want to see Roman Reigns, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I'll watch uh, Sags and Knobs or whatever that movie's called. But uh, yeah, I'm good. Tonio, I'm good on any Keanu movies. I'm not going to watch anything that guy does. What? Just not going to do it. It's not going to happen. But I'll watch TonioTV.com. And you guys should too. Real quick wrestling thoughts. Uh, I thought it was really cool that Kevin Owens turned heel. I don't think he really was ever a face. He definitely had us all going there for a couple weeks. But uh, his turn on uh, Kofi on Tuesday night on SmackDown and uh, power bombing Xavier Woods into the apron was pretty cool. I mean, I hate to say it. I, I didn't like him doing that to them, but I loved the heel turn. I loved it. I thought it was really cool. And it's good to see that Kevin Owens is the bad guy that he really is. He's he's not a face. It doesn't work. Uh, I bought it for a couple weeks. I will admit it. I was definitely on board. But there was this side of me that I just knew that there was something else on the horizon. I didn't think it was going to happen this quickly. I thought they might drag it out a bit. But, uh, yeah, Kevin Owens is back to being the jerk that he always has been. And I think we're better off for it. And uh, I did like the Bray Wyatt. I love it. The Bray Wyatt promo 
It's a lot like Pee Wee's Playhouse. I was calling it Pee Wee's Playhouse. I thought it was really good. It's really creepy. And if they do it right, if they let him do what he can do, this can be really great or it can fail miserably. So far, I have high hopes for it. It's much better than the the buzzard puppet in the box thing they were doing the last couple of weeks they've done with promos and such. I really like it. I hope they do more with it and let him just have free reign and let him do whatever he wants. But uh, yeah, Raw and SmackDown are pretty good this week. And we'll see what happens with the Sasha Banks thing. That's a whole other story. She's had a lot of issues and who knows if she's ever coming back or not. Just wanted to give a couple quick wrestling thoughts. Really excited about Money in the Bank coming up. AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins. My two favorites presently going one-on-one for the championship, the Universal Championship at Money in the Bank. That is pretty great. Nobody can complain about that. I don't care who you are. You don't like that match. You don't like wrestling. So really excited. Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, Money in the Bank in a few weeks. That should be a tremendous match. And then Becky, two matches. Becky Two Belt says two matches, one against Lacey Evans for the Raw Championship and for the SmackDown against Charlotte Flair. Ho-hum, yawn another Charlotte and uh, Becky match. You know it's going to be good, but I would like to see her face somebody else. It would be nice, but that's all right. She's going to fight twice in the same night. We'll see if she comes out on top. She could lose both belts. She could keep both, maybe lose one. We're not. I'm not really sure what they're going with this, but uh, the Lacey Evans thing, from it went from something I was bored with and annoyed with to I'm um, actually intrigued by it. And the women's right, her little punch move that she has looks pretty cool. So, uh, And then there's Robert Roode. He looks like Rick Roode with the porno mustache and everything. He changed his name from Bobby to Robert. So we'll see what that is. He won a match for his ricochet, so at least they're pushing him a little bit. So a lot of intriguing things going out wrestling with the whole shakeup and the rosters and certain wrestlers going from one brand to the other. Things look like they're starting to shape up and have a little more of an interest and it's making it a little more fresher. So really excited about the direction that WWE is going. So that's it. I appreciate everybody for listening to Infinite Banter this week. Got to give a lot of shout outs. First of all, to Walker Stalker Fan Fest. Thanks for inviting me. So I really appreciate you guys and check out Walker Stalker and everything they do. And thanks again to Jason Moore, Kirk Acevedo, and Eugene A. Clark. That was really great and exciting to talk to those guys. And I really appreciate the time and effort they gave me. Big up to my guy, Tony O.T., TonyOTV.com, Channel 19, Channel 35 in the Chicagoland area on public access. And uh, once again, big up to my guy, DJ Real One, the song you hear that's going to play in a second here to end the show and the one you play at the beginning. If you want to hear those full versions and you don't want to hear this guy talking all over the record, come to Bandcamp, DJRealOne.Bandcamp.com. little Shug Knight there. Go check him out. Go buy the CD. There's only a limited amount of copies. Listen to it online as well, but definitely check out the music. It's so good. I, I, I keep pushing it because it's good. I don't push something I don't like. I don't promote something I don't like. So when I talk about an album on here, it's because I'm really for it and I'm really into it. Don't go see uh, Hobbs and Skaggs or whatever that movie's called coming out, but definitely Avengers next week. I'll talk about that. Endgame. We'll see how great it is. It's probably going to live up to the hype. I can't see how it wouldn't. A lot of good reviews coming out so far. So thanks for checking me out. Podcast.com, on Twitter, at Infinite Banter, or DJ Soundwave 75. Instagram, DJ Soundwave 75. You could check us out on Facebook at Infinite Banter. Podbean, Google Play, Mixcloud, SoundCloud. Like I said, podcast.com. Just follow me on those social media sites, and I'll definitely post everything. You guys can listen to the show on there. So I appreciate everybody listening. Infinite Banter. See you guys next week. I'm out. <laughs>